Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. How are we doing today, babes? I'm pretty fucking excited. You know why I'm so fucking excited, babes? Because Your Place or Mine has merch now. <laughs> this was just launched this week. I'm really, really excited. We've already had a few people make orders, which is so fucking cool. So if you go to baysavage.com shop, you'll see t-shirts, tank tops, hoodie, a couple of different options with a few different Your Place or Mine-esque designs. So please go check it out. It would mean the world to me to see more babes in Your Place or Mine designs. I think that would be really cool. Uh, if you don't want to wear them, buy them for your friends or your family members. I don't know. <laughs> uh, when it comes to running the podcast, this is a, a kind of a part-time gig that I do. And I am working on growing it. And shout out to the Unicorn Marketing Babes for helping me take steps in that direction. But the podcast will always be free on all streaming services for everyone to listen to. And contributions like buying merch really help us to keep running and just allow me the chance to continue to grow this community of loud, bold babes, just like you. So what I want to talk about on the episode today is the recent journey I have started in around stand-up comedy. So if you've been following me on Instagram, if you're not, first of all, let's go <laughs> at BaySavageXO, okay? If you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen that recently I took a intro to stand-up comedy course through Bad Dog Comedy run by Ryan Dillon, and I've now done, I did a Zoom comedy show, I did an open mic, I'm doing another open mic uh, tonight, as if you're listening to this on Sunday, <laughs> and I recently got booked for my first actual show at the beginning of October, which is super fucking exciting. So I wanted to talk a little bit about why I decided to try comedy where this is coming from, the history around it, and I'm also going to pop in the sets that I've done so far in this episode, so if you haven't heard them, uh, then you can. And if you have heard them, I'm fucking hilarious, so you're welcome, you can hear them again. <laughs> so I actually tried amateur comedy way back in the day in Guelph. So friends of my ex-husband, ran a comedy company and had these events called First Timers. And it was an opportunity for anyone who'd never done stand-up before to come and do a five-minute set. And that was something that I was always interested in doing. I enjoyed public speaking. I know that's outside of what a lot of people feel. But I have always enjoyed public speaking. I've enjoyed storytelling. Obviously, that's why I'm here. And it was something that I wanted to take off my list. So I did that. And it was a really, really cool event that they would run. It was a super safe space. So like you couldn't boo or heckle or anything like that. You got kicked out. So really, really neat space to try it out with really not a lot of risk. And it went great. So I ended up going back for a second time. They did like a round of what was called second timers. And so this was all probably 12 years ago, like maybe around that. So at the time... I wasn't really looking at getting into doing stand-up comedy. It was just like, this is the cool thing that a bunch of people in my circle were doing. I thought it would be fun to tick off my bucket list. And so I did it. And that was it. And I didn't really have any interest in doing anything like that again. And when I was growing up in Guelph, I didn't see a lot of live comedy. I listened to a lot of comedy, like bigger comedians, but I didn't really go to a lot of local comedy. 
So it's really over the past, I'd say five years or so that I started getting into seeing live comedy here in Toronto. Now, where part of this kind of started was to do with community. So community has always been really important to me. And I was recently having a conversation with a friend where we were talking about being an adult and having the opportunity to build and nurture your own communities. And we have this really cool opportunity specifically here in Toronto where there's a lot of really amazing thriving communities of humans who are working towards the same goal or who have similar interests. And it is a very welcoming city in a lot of ways. And of course it helps that I'm wildly social and extroverted and I have no problem going up to a group of strangers and introducing myself and working my way into conversations. But what I learned was I could make my own moves into connecting with a community that I was not yet connected with. And I think that's always been something that I've been really passionate about. Because I think when my ex-husband and I first separated, I didn't know anyone in Toronto. And I've talked a bit about this in the past. And I just started going out on my own and talking to bartenders and I would go to the same places and I would tip well and I would be kind and I would remember people's names. And slowly but surely, I built myself a community in the junction. And it was a really wonderful community with a lot of really wonderful people. So when I first moved up to Davisville, I was having a really hard time building a community there because it was just so different from the junction. So I pivoted and decided to just find community elsewhere in the city. <laughs> and that was when I started going to a few of the bars that unfortunately no longer exist. But out of that came stand-up comedy. So I used to go to a bar called The After Dark and it was a great spot. Everyone who worked there was really, really lovely. It was super fun all the time. And Ian Lynch, who has now become one of my good friends, who is an absolutely incredible human, he ran a monthly comedy show. It was the last Sunday of the month, or the third, last, second last Sunday of the month, whatever. Once a month, on a Sunday, he would run a comedy show. And they were so fucking good. <laughs> and I went to every single one of them. It ran for 11 months, and I didn't miss one. And I fell in love with stand-up comedy. Again, similar to growing up and being into live music, when I was into live music in Guelph, I would go to see the same bands every time they were in town and support the same promoters. And again, it's this like, support the people that you think are doing great things. And that's really a way to help impact that community. And I found that I could start building some relationships with these really fucking funny humans. <laughs> And I really, really enjoyed going to comedy shows. So that was how it all started. And as I got into the podcast and I started connecting with comedians here, this was a really cool way for me to help support local comics by helping them get more followers and get in front of a few more listeners. But what I found is as I go to all of these comedy shows, uh, as they've come back a lot more now, Comedy Inside is back, which is so fucking exciting. There is a really, really incredible community of local comedians here in Toronto, and they're really, really funny, and they're really, really welcoming. And I've built these micro relationships with a whole bunch of people, and it feels like a community that I want to be a part of. So I thought about doing a course on stand-up for a while, 
And when I saw that there was one being run through Bad Dog and it was being run by Ryan Dillon, who I find very, very funny, I figured it was time to take the leap. So I spent six weeks doing this course and it was great. I learned so much from it. It really taught me joke structure. It taught me more about timing and I was able to workshop a five minute set. Now, when I thought about why I wanted to get into this, the podcast is a big piece of it. So obviously I try and be a funny bitch on here too. <laughs> it's mostly just me laughing at my own jokes and I'm totally okay with that. But I know that I have gotten funnier over the years and I know that my timing has gotten better over the years and I know I've gotten wittier and cleverer and more beautiful and all of these wonderful things. And of course, confidence. And I think that goes a really long way. So it seemed like a cool time to try things out. And I think as I look forward to the goals that I have with the podcast, the goals I have in my career, I think comedy is going to be a piece of this. And I don't necessarily know where this is going to go and I don't know how big this is going to get. But I'm starting somewhere and I want to give a huge shout out to any comedians who I've had on the show or comedians that I've seen. When I started talking to some of my favorite local comics about the fact that I was doing this, like it's been really fucking incredible to hear how supportive everyone is about this. Like it's scary getting into something new like anything else. It's it's scary trying something new. It's nerve-wracking like there's so much risk you can fail you can suck like people could not laugh and even just having conversations with people before I was getting into this so many local comedians were just like yeah I'm so glad you're getting into this it was only a matter of time and that's so fucking cool and it really just solidifies that this community of humans here in the city and surrounding areas in comedy are just really really fucking cool people and there is an other side to this. Like, I joke that there's two different types of comedians in Toronto. There's comedians who think it's funny to tell racist, homophobic, transphobic jokes, fatphobic jokes, or there's funny comedians. <laughs> and there are a lot of very funny comedians that don't need cheap jokes. So th there's some clarity around that. Not every single comedian in Toronto is a good person. <laughs> but... There's a really fucking cool community of comics here. So all of the comedians who've been on the show, all of the comedians I've just talked to, like hanging out at Comedy Bar after a show, getting lit till two o'clock in the morning. I fucking love you guys. I really love all of you and I appreciate you. And I, I just think it's fucking great that you're open to letting me a little bit more into your world. So what we'll start with, I'm going to plug in the first set that I did. So this set was done over Zoom. At the end, it was like our student showcase. So it was a five-minute set. And yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. So I'm going to plug that in right now. So enjoy the next five minutes of Bay Savage's first stand-up comedy performance. <laughs> well, hello. I'm Jesse Olson. I want to start by thanking my parents for tuning in tonight and also deeply apologizing for what I have chosen to talk about. Uh, my, my two favorite things, getting brunch and getting laid. Now, Tinder is broken. It's a trash fire. If you're on Tinder, you know. If you're not on Tinder because you're in an adorable, loving, monogamous relationship, fuck you. <laughs> but I think we should just delete the app anyway. And I propose we start picking up men at brunch. Now you will have better hookups once you realize that you will know way more about a man by his brunch choice than his Tinder bio. Okay. 
So screw reading three lines, two lines, whatever, about how he's searching for his partner in crime or how if I don't look like my photos, I'm buying you drinks until I do. What are you doing for breakfast, Chad? That's what I want to know. So first we've got the healthy choice guy. Don't fuck the healthy choice guy. If he's ordering like a spinach and spirulina green juice with like steel cut oats as his meal, anyone who eats that clean will never, ever do the filthy things I would like him to do to me in the bedroom. (laughs) If he's choosing an egg white omelet with only vegetables, (laughs) look, Kevin, (laughs) If you're choosing to live a low-fat lifestyle, there is a 0% chance you will ever appreciate all of the abundance of this. (laughs) You think healthy choice, that's a positive thing? It's not. If he likes the taste of wheatgrass, he definitely will not eat ass. (laughs) It's a hard pass, okay? Now we've got the classic choice guy. This is the man who orders bacon and eggs without even looking at the menu. If he knows what's going to hit the spot before he even gets to the restaurant, he will know how to hit all of your spots before you're even fully naked. Like, I'm talking 10 minutes of courteous foreplay, followed by some really lovely missionary sex. And really, he's been eating the same thing for 30 years. He's going to fuck the same way for the rest of his life. Now, if he gets that classic bacon and eggs, but with pancakes on the side, we're in for a treat. Because not only will you get that classic, amazing foreplay and missionary, but he always has room for dessert. And I did not shave my entire body to not be the final course. See, the classic choice guy is great because he's consistent. And we appreciate consistency because we consistently come. That's the only reason I'm here. (laughs) Now, when we get into the sugary choice brunch guy, it gets tricky, okay? So you got to pay attention. Now, if he's ordering pancakes, French toast, you're safe. He's that boy next door. He's going to have this really sweet intimacy. He orders it because it reminds him of a simpler time. But if you ask really nicely and say, please, in bed, he'll probably choke you too. So that's nice. (laughs) Now, if he orders a plain waffle with nothing on it, sociopath. (laughs) Don't end up as the next true crime Netflix documentary, Rebecca. Don't fuck that guy. (laughs) on the other hand if he orders the waffle but it's covered in ice cream and sprinkles so this guy the only screaming that would happen in bed that night would be his mother yelling down the stairs at you to quiet the fuck down (laughs) the issue with the sugary choice guy is it's a gamble because you don't know if he's indulging in something sweet or if he's taking his Sweet fucking time entering adulthood. (laughs) So don't worry. I have put in the work. I've done the research. I've been in the field. And I can tell you how to find the perfect lay based on the perfect brunch choice. Are you writing this down? You should be writing this down. (laughs) So beverages we'll start with, okay? He orders the trifecta. Water, coffee, mimosas. Preferably bottomless. 
You give it two hours, he's hydrated, energized, ready to do fuck, ready to party. Like, that's what we want. Now, his meal, steak and eggs with a fruit cup on the side, okay? Now, if he's ordering a $25 steak and eggs next to a bunch of $12 sausage and egg chumps, that is a man who appreciates the finer things in life, right? He's choosing to start his day with a well-seasoned, thick cut of rare meat. This is a man who will do justice to this 34-year age thick cut of rare woman things. <laughs> we are here for this. Oh, uh, the fruit cup. That's just a personal preference for uh, flavor later. Extra pineapple is, is, is the plus. Anyways, babes, save your super likes. If there are any hot available men tuning in right now, I will be at the Sunset Grill uh, around one o'clock on Saturday. Uh, you know what to order. Uh, thanks so much. I've been Jesse. So that was my first set, babes. And it was really fucking fun. I felt really good after it. I had so many friends tune in and watch, which was really, really cool. So to all of my dear, dear friends who listen to the episodes all the time, who tuned in to support, I fucking love you. You're really, really wonderful to me. So I'm not going to plug my other set in right away because there are, it's a similar content. But I thought it would be cool to share. I'm going to share it at the end so you can kind of see the evolution of some of these jokes. And that's really the process that I'm learning is the open mics I'm doing and the different plans that I have moving forward. It's just going to be about trying out new shit, trying out the same shit, tweaked just a little bit uh, to see what makes people laugh. So I think when I look forward to what I see in the future with my comedy, I want to continue to do a whole bunch of open mics. I want to make sure that I'm spending time learning more about comedy, I'm doing my research and really just being open to what the universe thinks Space Savage should do with comedy in the future. And I would love to be at a place where I was running regular Your Place or Mine events where I had amazing comedians like the ones I've had on the show come and tell their own ridiculous dating fails. And I think it would be really cool to involve a lot of people in that. And I really think there are so many people who don't go to stand-up comedy shows. It's just not something that ever really, like, worked into their schedule. Maybe they see live music or whatever it is. And obviously going through the pandemic, there weren't a lot of options for comedians. And Zoom shows are very different energy than regular shows. And to all the comedians that fucking stuck it out through all of that and are back on stage, I'm so excited for you and... It is really cool to see all of these comedians that I know, like, making really fucking big moves in the industry. And I have some exciting goals that I'd love to do moving forward. And stay tuned, hopefully in October, when I have the anniversary of Your Place or Mine and we hit our first full year together, babes. Uh, I want to run a show around it. So we'll see what happens. I'm making moves. So babes, we are going to keep today's episode short and sweet. I wanted to share a little bit about kind of stage one of me digging into stand-up comedy and this is going to be a journey and I'm going to keep talking about it. So I appreciate you continuing to listen on a weekly basis. I'm going to plug my fucking merch one more time, babes. Baysavage.com slash shop. 
just go get a fucking cute tank top and then talk to everyone about it, okay? <laughs> We've got Well Hello There Babes tank tops and shirts. We've got little tick mark, your place or mine ones. We've got Not Your Bay shirts. We've got logo shirts. They're hot, babes. They're going to look sexy as fuck. <laughs> if you do buy merch, please take pictures of yourself in it everywhere. Tag me on Instagram at BaySavageXO so I can share it with the world because they all need to see your beauty in your, your place or mine gear. So I will plug in the last set that I did at a recent open mic. It's a little bit of a shorter set. Again, similar content. So I think you can see the change of it being uh, my first time versus my second time. And then also just being in front of a live audience was a very, very different energy and really fucking cool. So shout out to Bad Dog, Ryan Dillon. So appreciate you. I also just made a very dear friend named Erica who's not on Instagram, so I can't plug her yet, but I'll get her on Instagram. We'll see. Erica, love you. I made a very, very good friend uh, in this class, and Erica and I now do open mics together, and that's really fucking dope. So Erica, if you're listening, I love you. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> and also to Nothing Fancy for running open mics. I have met a lot of really, really cool comedians through Nothing Fancy and Comedy Bar. It's just it's good fucking shit, okay, babes? Go to a comedy show. Go to a comedy show. I want you to look... If you're in Toronto, look at what's playing at Comedy Bar, look at what's playing at Nothing Fancy, look at what's playing at Tall Boys. Like, there's so many great comedy bars here in the city. Go to a comedy show, okay? You can go to shows for 10 bucks. Some shows are free. Some shows are 20 bucks. It's so fucking worth it. It's such a good time. And what else are we all doing, right? <laughs> Give your money to local comedians. Give your money to local bars that are doing comedy. It's, it's fucking great here in the city, and it's great everywhere else. If you have a hilarious comedian that you know that you think would be a good guest on the show, send me a DM. Reach out to me. I'm always looking for more comedians to hop on here. Love having fun conversations with hilarious humans, and I want to do more of it. So, babes, this has been yet another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. Thanks for tuning in every week. I really, really appreciate you. And I will leave you with my final set. First open mic that I did at Nothing Fancy. Enjoy, babes. I'll see you next week. So I'm new at this. Sweatier <laughs> than I was expecting. My name is Jessie. I am ethically non-monogamous, which means I date and fuck multiple people. Except in 2020, it was basically illegal, which was rude, you know? Like, it was socially irresponsible to be a slut during the pandemic. So I had to chill, which is fine. You know, like, I appreciate your concern, but I'm <laughs> invested in a whole bunch of sex toys. And, like, I just got really good at getting myself off. So, like, do we need men? <laughs> I was really hoping there'd be more women in the room. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course we need men. Like, who's going to pay for dinner? <laughs> Can't eat my own ass. <laughs> so, as I get back out there, back into dating, back into having sex, I just decided that I'm not going to have bad sex anymore. Like, I've had a lot of it, and it's just not really for me. So, I figured out a trick to how to know what a man is gonna be like in bed before you get to the bedroom, okay? Have him take you on a breakfast date. Now, what he orders for breakfast will tell you everything you need to know, okay? So if he's ordering the classic bacon and eggs, you're safe. You can fuck that guy. Classic <laughs> and consistent. He's been eating the same breakfast for 30 years. He's gonna fuck the same way for the rest of his life. <laughs> Consistency is good because we can
consistently come. <laughs> now, if we get into French toast pancakes, like sugary options, okay, it's gonna be good. Because <laughs> not only is he classic and consistent, but he has a sweet tooth, and I did not shave my entire body to not be for dessert. Okay? <laughs> now, sugary choices can be tricky because sometimes it's just not good. Now, if he orders a plain waffle with nothing on it, fucking run. <laughs> He's a sociopath, <laughs> guaranteed. And on the flip side, if he orders a waffle with ice cream and sprinkles, <laughs> He's not indulging in something sweet. He is taking his sweet fucking time becoming an actual adult. <laughs> and he lives with his mom. <laughs> but don't worry. I understand there's like a lot of different breakfast choices. Like what are you gonna do? What are you gonna choose? I have figured out the perfect breakfast choice which will lead to the perfect lay, okay? The three women in the room you should write. <laughs> so his beverage choice, the trifecta, water, Coffee, mimosas, preferably bottomless. Give it two hours, he's energized, hydrated, ready to party, ready to fuck. <laughs> now his meal choice will be steak and eggs with a fruit cup on the side, okay? If he's ordering a $25 steak and eggs around a bunch of $9.99 breakfast <laughs> special chunks, that's a man who appreciates the finer things in life, okay? If he's choosing to start his day with a well-seasoned, thick cut of rare meat, that is a man who will do justice to this 34-year-age thick cut of rare woman! Woo! 